0: Episode 210, The Mad Drummer. This is the aircast for the week of March 10, 2013. From dot Welcome to the AeroCast. All right, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Eric Larson, 206-339-3742, the listener feedback line. As always, as it's been since 2005, I was thinking I have to be careful not to accidentally slip into that radial voice. Welcome to the EricCast. Be sure you call our listener feedback line at two oh six three three nine Eric because as I as I kinda do the mental prep for podcast time here with you There's a there's a fine line. In fact I actually have notes in my in my Aircast podcast topic notes to talk about hamsters and the fact that they live in a very narrow therapeutic dose. That whole ED50, LD50 of life is just it's very, very small. And That same, same sort of thing where I could go into the really vague disjointed ramblings... And then there's a really narrow band of good podcasts. and then there's the I've just kind of overprepared, and so here I am thinking about podcast related stuff. Um, I miss kidding with Tom Scanlon like that because we ended up doing the um, the oh what was that Saturday Night Live routine I've quoted before with Pete Twinkle and and uh, and the Jason Sudeikis character. It's completely left my mind. By the way you, the Aircast listener, have been failing me, because as my brain fails me, and I say, you, you know, someone you know, someone, email me and tell me that, or someone call in and check or whatever, I have not been, been getting nearly the, um, it's not really the air check thing, it's kind of the brain check. Thing. <laughs> and trust me, I need it. It's not. Maybe I should say it's all an act. It's not an act. I really, I need, it takes a village to raise a podcast. I think I've said that before, but I don't remember. Now, I might be a smidge punchier than usual, because I will admit a secret, and that is that I'm pre-recording this episode, because I'm tired of falling behind on the aircast, so I'm trying to get myself into a cycle where I'm just sort of falling ahead. And speaking of falling ahead, or springing forward, that means I have to talk about, wow, I just love daylight saving time, and... The fact that it's light out at night now, isn't that so cool? But the reality is I'm recording this on Thursday the 7th and Daylight Saving Time has not arrived yet. So why am I punchy here on Thursday the 7th? Well, because Wednesday the 6th, that would be last week for you guys, I was able to cross something off my bucket list. I don't have an actual bucket list. But if I did, this would have been on it. So about once a year. You know, the helicopter ride thing, been there, done that. This one I might actually do again. But in order to understand it, you have to go all the way back to 2010, which is a million years ago in Internet years. And there was a certain meme that went out on Dig and various places of a YouTube video called... This drummer is at the wrong gig, and i've been showing this to to lots of colleagues lately, and a couple of said, "Oh yeah, I remember seeing that a lot a lot haven't so this did not apparently become as popular as i as I thought among my peers, but if you were sort of plugged into the big YouTube vibe back in twenty ten this was huge, and it got to the point where it's now 22 million hits, which I know is not quite like Psy and Gangnam Style or whatever, but 22 22 million hits for just a regular old guy is kind of cool. So, so what is it? Well, the what you see is this lounge act playing um, ZZ Top, sharp dressed man, and and they're they're good, they're fine. Um, I was telling my boss this and kind of put it in context, and he saw the the, the video, and he's like, "Well, you know, Eric, just a cover band." I'm Like, well, yeah, but that I kind of think lounge act and cover band they're sort of synonymous with each other. I don't, know. maybe not. Uh, maybe there are lounge acts that aren't cover bands, but when I think of the you know campy lounge act that knows it's campy, I kind of think you know that you know doing doing covers. That's sort of what they do. And that's what they're doing. In this case, it's ZZ Top's Sharp Dressed Man. Because you're watching Rick K. and the All-Nighters. So, Rick K. and the All-Nighters have a drummer. And the drummer's name is Steve Moore. And what you see is you know, the guitarist is there and he's singing. That's fine. And the drummer's back there drumming. And all of a sudden, he starts flailing in inexplicably talented ways, uh, there's a radio interview on YouTube where the, the, uh, the interviewer you know, says it's like his arms are made of rubber. And doing every stick, trick, flip, twirl, he's got a move called the fly swatter. Um, someone on YouTube commented on one of the tracks, you know, little quote marks of, you know, oh no, they're back again. Because it kind of looks like he's being attacked by um, insects, real or imaginary. Um, and that's just that, that's it. You've got these, you know, guys, you know, guitar and bass, and they're just kind of there, you know, singing, doing their thing, and then the the flailing drummer in the background. Well, Steve Moore is the mad drummer, and that's, that's his shtick, and I saw this, and I saw that video, and the first thing I did is, you know, punch that into Google or whatever and realize that they're a touring band. And they go on tour. And every once in a while, they come to Minnesota. <laughs> so from that moment on, I'm like, okay, yeah, probably never happened, blah, 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 whatever. But I have got to see these guys. So because i married very well and have a very supportive wife... We kind of did the math on their March appearances and realized, okay, schedule's not ideal, it's a little awkward, but we can do this, and okay, if you take the kids here, whatever, they'll work. And Ruth said, well, why don't you go up and see them? Now, where is up? Well, up is Hinkley, Minnesota. Now, for those of you not in Minnesota, and I know there are quite a few of you, let me briefly explain Minnesota to you. I will re-explain Minnesota to you because I've explained Minnesota in the context of, of our Duluth trips. Um, the Twin Cities metropolitan area is kind of in you know the the top edge, like the lower third of the state, on the extreme eastern edge, the so Wisconsin border. We've got Wisconsin on the east. We have North and South Dakota on the west. North Dakota is above South Dakota because it's north of it, uh, and then uh, Iowa along the bottom edge. So it's kind of our general geography. And with all due respect to, you know, Hibbing and Moorhead and cities like that, there are really kind of three big cities in St. Paul. I don't even really think St. Cloud counts, so God bless you, St. Cloud. Um, you have a great stone quarry that I w- would love to visit again, but not really one of the major cities. You've got the kind of the Twin Cities metro area, Minneapolis-St. Paul. Everything that you know about Minnesota pr- probably comes from that. I mean, if you really know Paul Bunyan, then Bemidji counts, but that's a pretty small town. And the movie Fargo actually doesn't take place in Fargo, but in Minnesota, because Fargo is in North Dakota, Moorhead is right across the river. But th- none of those matter for purposes of this conversation. You have the Twin Cities metro area, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Bloomington with the Mall of America, um, et cetera, all the suburbs and things. Egan, which is south of St. Paul, here we are. Okay. Uh, south of us by eh, about an hour or so is Rochester. You know, Rochester from the Mayo Clinic and perhaps IBM. It's, you know, a big city, but not not a particular destination for, for any of us here. It's great. It's fine. Uh, it, it's a place to live, but no one really, you know, vacations in Rochester or whatever. And then you have Duluth. And Duluth, actually, um, if you, as you kind of divide the state up, is really sort of in that line between the upper third in the middle you know that kind of i don't know how to describe the lines i don't know how to describe the sections but it's in northern minnesota but there actually is a lot of minnesota north of duluth but there's not much up there it, there are few small towns in um, the iron range which was was big in um, in iron mining back in the day that's where it is if you ever wondered so, there's Duluth. Duluth being a vacation destination because it's Lake Superior and a big lake. Um, Duluth Superior, you know, the, the Twin Ports. We have the Twin Cities and the Twin Ports. Superior is in Wisconsin. Um, and, you know, that's that's where we go for our summer vacation. It's, you know, very nice. as a, a port town. That's great. Okay. So, like, Matt, you could probably, you know, probably like the... Um, you know, San Francisco, Los Angeles, you know, Santa Barbara, or whatever the you know like three big California cities are that kind of thing. Okay, so almost exactly between the Minneapolis-St. Paul metro area and Duluth is a tiny little town called Hinkley. Hinkley, Minnesota is not known for much of anything except for a huge fire in the eighteen hundreds that was really, really bad and killed lots of people. But unless you know local history, you don't know that. Um back when I was a kid and we were driving up north to, to Duluth and cabins in Wisconsin and stuff, there was an exit and there were like you know, there's a AW there. And then they built a Hardee's. Um, there are a couple of restaurants. Local listeners will appreciate Toby's, which is a kind of little bakery shop. We when we were we never went to Toby's. We kind of thought it was the the overpriced tourist trap sort of place. If we if we had lunch, we'd go to Cassidy's on the other side of the freeway. Okay, that's really all that's there. Well, now they have a casino there because Indian gaming. Is, um, I don't know if this is a, a thing in other states to, to what degree or whatever, but it's it's kind of a big deal here in Minnesota. Um, and best as I understand, um, as opposed to Native American gaming, it would be Indian gaming, the, the preferred um, preferred name, so you talk about the Indian reservation. Um, and I honestly don't know the mechanics of what's declared reservation space or not. Um I would do worse than George W. Bush in trying to truly define what a sovereign nation means if it exists within the borders of the United States, because really it doesn't seem all that different. But a few things are different. Um, that was where we were able to buy fireworks up north back when I was a kid. Um, that was nice. So there are, there are a few things like that. Okay, so when you consider that Rick Kay in the All-Nighters is a lounge act... Where are you going to find the lounges? You might say you can find lounges all over, Eric. Well, not really. At least not here in Minnesota. Especially not since we passed a statewide smoking ban. Uh, so there's not much smoking going on anywhere. But on the Indian Reservation, the laws are just a little bit different. So the Rick Kay and the All-Nighters extravaganza does a nationwide tour. Of basically Indian casinos, and they play little lounges there. If if you go out west, um, Rick is from uh, West Virginia, so um, if you go out, if you kind of watch their tour out there, they'll do um, like uh, summer fest type things, and you know play at you know parks and concert band shells and stuff. But here, it's pretty much all casinos. So Hinkley is ninety minutes north of here. Which is kind of a drive. But it's not like a horrible drive. It's it's commitment, but you know, it, you, you can manage. So on Wednesday after work, I got in the car and I headed north and went to Grand Casino Hinkley where it turns out that the Silver 7 Lounge was under remodeling. So instead they had Rick K. and the All-Nighters performing in uh, like a... a slightly modified game room. They basically pulled the game tables out and put like a temporary bar in the back and put risers on one side, and that was the stage, and, and there they were. Okay. You know that movie trailer problem where you watch the movie trailer and you think, you know, oh, wow, this movie looks really cool, and you go see the movie, bearing in mind that my standard for movies is as much action as possible, unencumbered by plot, So I'm looking for the lively, exciting movies. And then occasionally you find, well, they put all the good parts in the trailer. So the rest is just an extra 90 plus minutes of fluff. Oh, I should just stop and then watch the trailer. Well, I'll admit, I kind of worried that might be the case. Thinking, okay, well the YouTube clips of this Steve Moore guy, I mean, they're really cool. And yeah, like, you know, in The Office when he had a cameo um, for a a drum-off. Yeah, that was Steve Moore. Um, That was cool, but Really, you know, if you actually go see the show, how how much of that is there? So, at the casino, six thirty on a Wednesday evening, uh, there are about ten other people <laughs> in the in the room at the time. Um, not a not a uh, really rip roaring time to be at the casino, I guess. And there they are. And there's Steve, you know, wandering around, chatting on his cell phone. I saw he had an iPhone, in case you're curious. I think, I think that's Steve. It's like a pretty calm, normal guy. And he was pretty calm, normal guy for like the first half of the first song. And then he started doing a few stick twirls and things. And by the time they hit the second... Song. What you see on YouTube of Steve Drum, the Steve Drum, Steve Moore, the Mad Drummer, that's the that's their entire show. That that is how he is for the whole show. He doesn't stop. It, it, that's exactly how he is. And again, you have to go into this thinking. Well, I'm going to go to a Smoky Lounge and see. A campy cover band wearing sequin jackets that knows it's a campy cover band wearing sequin jackets. You got to approach it with the right frame of mind. But wow, just YouTube does not do them justice. It's amazing. Um, and the only thing I can say is go to, just go to YouTube and watch. You want to know what they're like? Just go to YouTube and watch just incredible really incredible Um, so I did leave after the second set so they kind of structured the 50s, 60s, 70s 80s, 90s and the new millennium well I kind of only made it up into the 60s I actually didn't even catch really the 70s part um, because I had another 90 minute drive south and then I knew I would be up at about 5 or 5.15 this morning for a 6.30 meeting and it's a few minutes after 10 now. I'd kind of like to go to bed. So um, that, I just want to touch on that experience. Uh, in the show notes and stuff, I'll, I'll make a link or it. Just Google, this drummer's at the wrong gig. Um, you can you know, Google Rick K. and the All-Nighters. Rickk.org, R-I-C-K-K.org, will get you to the Rick K. and the All-Nighters URL, You know, it was just really, really cool. Just really, really high art, perhaps not, but that was really, really fun. So, I just wanted to share that, and you can you can join me in basking in the the afterglow of um, seeing something on you know from YouTube live and in person. That was even better than what was on YouTube. Cats playing patty cake. Uh, you know, this w- would the real thing live up to that? Uh, probably not. But in this case, Steve and Rick and the the whole band just exceeded expectations. So super cool. Um, that's it. Thanks for listening. Um, I will. Uh, I'll be back next week. More stuff. Maybe I'll maybe I'll alternate between depth and sequined lounge bands. Hmm. Think about that. But uh, 206-339-3742, the listener feedback line. Um, do call. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you have any personal brushes with YouTube fame. Have you met Tay Zonday? Let me know. Um, so thanks for listening. And until next week, take care. Thanks for listening to the Ericast from AeroCast.com. Visit us at www.aerocast.com.